Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. We've just been going through some theological questions, some practical questions, um, some of the most popular questions that are asked today regarding Christendom. And so we arrive at our next... Did you... Were you going to interrupt me? Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, you just you gave the impression that theological questions are somehow different than practical questions. Very good. And RC please Sproul, clarify that. RC Sproul is, if he could, would be rolling over in his grave because he always maintained throughout his life that there is nothing more practical than, than theology. theology. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Just in case you got that impression, I know Josh doesn't believe that there's a difference between theological questions and practical questions, but our human language is limited, and so sometimes we say things just because of ease of of phraseology. Yeah. Well, like some of these questions, like we're going to ask this in a future week, what is the significance of baptism? That would... It's asking the theology behind it. Yeah, yeah. One of the questions we're going to get to here today, I think, if we quit talking, is um, should Christians <laughs> listen to secular music? That seems like a very practical application of some theological principles. Yes, so, yes, 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 I totally agree with you. So though. sorry. Mm-hmm. So, so let's, let's start there. Let's start with should Christians listen to secular music? I might, might, be, might, I might be in trouble with yeah. the way that you guys answer this yeah. question. <laughs> should or can? Depends on what the motivation is. Is it okay for a Christian to listen to secular music? Yes. However, I think we need to understand the principle of, of Philippians 4.8. What are we filling our minds with? Um, because Paul is giving us instructions about what we're to think on. And so I think we need to be careful of all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. And so we have to just wrestle with, well, what are we thinking upon, reflecting upon, pouring into our hearts and, and minds? Um, and so I think that would be where I would begin you're, the conversation. You're thinking of Philippians 4, 8, whatsoever yes. things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, and whatsoever things are good, think on these things. And I, you know, secular music that that runs a huge gamut too. I mean, very very broad. There, that's a that's broad. I, I definitely, you know, God God has given us music, but music in our heart it lifts the emotions. There's some music that is, you know, um, you know, just wonder wonderful uh, secular music. It wasn't written for a Christian audience. It wasn't written. Um, it was it's it's talking about life and the pleasures of life and that. Then there's other stuff um, that. Um, you know, it's it's not even it's not safe for home, work, or any other place. You know, you it's a reference to a degenerate lifestyle, mm-hmm. and uh, and it certainly is not a pure and honest and lovely. And I think in that case, I think a person ought to be wise 
unless they're doing it for research purposes only, you know, which I think, and that caveat is overly broad too. Yeah. I think God calls us to be discerning in all of life. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's what we listen to, what we read, um, the friendships that we have. I I think there's just discernment that says, what are we filling our our minds with? What are we filling our hearts with? Uh, Are they things that are helping us um, live lives that please God? Or are they making it more difficult by um, deliberately creating things within us that run contrary to what God has commanded in his yeah. word. Yeah. And so I don't know if we can give an absolute Christians should never listen to secular music. I, I, don't, I don't think that's what we're saying, um, but I think there has to be a healthy amount of discernment that goes into, well, is this profitable for me in any way, shape, or form? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and in one sense, I mean, obviously there's there's – Exception, exceptions to what I'm going to say. There's classical music that doesn't have any words at all. But mm-hmm. most of the music that's out there today, it's all religious in one sense because it all has a message behind it. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. always a message in in most of the music that we listen to. Um, and, I, and I think you guys are saying we should certainly be aware of what messages we, we are hearing and filling ourselves with. Well, let's just be honest. There is some quote-unquote Christian music that also isn't helpful. Now you just crossed the line. Did I cross the line there? Yeah, yeah, you did. You're, we're going to get hate you mail know, now. It, it, yeah, there, there's some Christian, so-called Christian music that's even dis, undiscernible from secular music. Well, it's not helpful in in providing a proper picture of who God is yep. and how we should ought to respond to, to the God who is. Mm-hmm. Um, that in essence, there's even Christian music that creates a God after our own image yep. of mm-hmm. the God we want him to be. Yeah, and so we just have to be careful that we don't slap labels and say secular bad, Christian good, yeah, and mindlessly go our way. Yeah. I, I don't think it's that easy. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. yeah, like you said, some some contemporary Christian music doesn't really tell us much about God at all. You know, I, I think it was Martin Luther who said, "Tell me what they're singing, I'll tell you what they know about God." Mm-hmm. Um, Psalm one hundred and one. Uh, is about a psalm about of, of David. It's about walking with integrity. It's, he says, "I will sing of steadfast love and justice to you, O Lord. I'll make music. I'll ponder the way that is blameless. Oh, when will you come to me? I will walk with integrity of heart within my house. I will not set before my eyes anything that is worthless. I hate the work of those who fall away. It will not cling to me. A perverse heart shall be far from me. I will know nothing of evil." And I think that what he's doing is doing something that we ought to do with regard to music or even uh, the entertainments that we see on on TV. Let's not set before our eyes or our ears or you know any of those gates that go into our soul those things that are worthless, um, those things that are the work of evil people. You know, you perverse hearts. You don't want that stuff clinging to you. There's something about music that clings to us. Yeah. I mean, uh, you might be driving along, and all of a sudden, you'll be humming something that maybe you heard, uh, you know, earlier in the day. You know, just come into your mind. Yeah, I mean, there are so many songs that I still have in my head from the '80s, mm-hmm. um, from when I 
was in athletics in high school, and it was our warm-up music and our drill music. and our. So I have hundreds and hundreds of songs that are in my head yeah. that I wasn't intentionally putting there. Yeah. I just was in sports. Mm-hmm. I was just around them in the mm-hmm. weight room or in the practice sessions or whatever it right. was. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing to me that literally 30 years later, I still know them. I mean, I can hear the tune and my mind can Mm -hmm. fill in the words. Mm -hmm. Can we apply this? uh, Let's apply it instead of music to TV real quick. I I do want to say one qualifier. I do think that there can be, especially like in a red state like ours, where there's this, you know, uh, kind of abstaining from that what looks outwardly dirty and uh, an embracing of something that looks outwardly clean. So for instance, Little House on the Prairie, somebody might say, that's a really safe show. I would actually say that that teaches a Christless moralism. Like they, they, there's morals in the show, but all of it is, is it, much of it, much of it is is Christless. Oh, really? Seriously, now we're getting the letters. You just attacked well, Little House on the Prairie. But what I want to say is there, there's, a, there's a design and a distortion in everything. What is in this music that is reflects God's design that we can say, God, you're so good that you would give music to well, man? I, I and think, what is the distortion that we can say, well, no, we have to reject that? I think that you know the Lord actually uh, spoke of this. Christ spoke of this You know, with regard to the, the Pharisees, you know, that you know they... They went all over the world, essentially, with their moralism, and they made them made people twice the servant of hell. Yeah, um, yeah. moralism doesn't get you there. Yeah. Uh, it, what we what we want to see is that it, Christians are aware of moralism, just like they're aware of uh, what's the other right. word? What's the opposite? Antinomianism or licentiousness or or you know right. And I, I you know although I think that it's it's far easier. For um, the the work of those who fall away, that 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 perverseness to come in, then I mean, water flows downhill, you know it, it. And and this is the downhill course of things, you you know. So, you know, society doesn't necessarily climb up, even with moral, even with good morals, they, it tends to go down. So. Yeah. I don't want to put them in the same exact category, but I think we have to be sensitive to, you know, just just living a moralistic life, thinking that's enough to get us in heaven. Right. Yep. Well, this is to our... Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you want to say something else? Because I was going to say this actually leads oh, us to our next question. I was going to say question. something else. I, I, okay. I just... I think we just have to recognize, at least in a, a general principle, that we do believe that all truth is God's truth. Mm-hmm. And it's not just Christians that speak truth or identify truth or, right. or um, have a corner on truth. In God's common grace and general revelation, there are people in all sectors of society that are speaking or singing or writing or, or developing things that are are. Good for the non-believer and good for the for the Christian. Yeah. So my dad, one of his favorite songs from when I was a kid was a song called "Cats in the Cradle," and and really it's a song that has an incredibly strong message to it with regard to. I think this is actually before your time. I know the song. Oh, you do. Okay. Um, But the idea behind the song is that this dad was chasing after things that really have very little ultimate meaning and was neglecting his family and always kept excusing his behavior of, oh, we'll we'll eventually get together and do some things. And then what he finds is that his son grows up and becomes him. We'll get together then. 
And so then his That's dad... That's the saddest line of that song. His dad, when he now wants to initiate a relationship with his son, his son has become him yeah. and doesn't have time for a relationship. So it's a great relational yeah. truth yeah. Um, that all of us can benefit from. Yeah. Um, I but went is to a concert one time. Christian? No. Yeah. I went to a concert at uh, a perimeter church in uh, Atlanta, the large um, Presbyterian church, and it was a secular concert. They had all their musicians, and they were playing a number of different songs, you know, and the music by Kansas, Dust in the Wind, All We Are is Dust in the Wind. And then in the end, they brought you, you, you saw through the music the emptiness of life without God. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what they were presenting. And then in the end, they turned that, they flipped the coin over and showed who we were in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's, you know, I, I think music can do that. I, so I'm in that sense, I don't, you know, I agree with you, Russ, that there's some music that just shows us the emptiness, that shows us, the, you know, what we should aspire to. My, my dad didn't sing uh, that song, but he walked around the house going, accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative, and don't fool around with Mr. In-Between. <laughs> <laughs> If only Phil were here, (laughs) he would give us some sort of country song from 1973 about something. No doubt. Well, there. I mean, yeah. I mean, so we don't have enough time to address in the question. That's fine. Uh, Maybe just one thing real quick. There is a design and a distortion to everything. I mean, you guys bring up Christian movies. Uh, Sometimes um, secular movies, so-called secular movies, that have a Christian theme or at least an echo are actually far better than the explicit Christian movies because sometimes the Christian movies are just like, man, those are really poorly written, bad works of art, bad acting I mean, mm-hmm. just weird, awkward moments. Kitschy. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I watched The Greatest Showman here recently. It's a Disney movie about uh, P.T. Barnum. Mm-hmm. And not not Christian at all, but you can actually see the themes of creation, sorry, creation, fall, redemption, glory in the movie. And that's actually why the movie's good, because it echoes faintly. It echoes the gospel. Well, was it G.K. Church- Chesterton that said every good story is a gospel story? Yeah. You know, there is that, you know creation, fall, redemption uh, theme that goes through a good story. That's right. Why does Les Mis work? Yep, because because of, that. of that framework. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. All right, you've been listening to Gospel for Life. We hope to see you next time.